That's right. And just like that, welcome to the Hoot Hobbs Show. I am Hoot Hobbs. With me as always, Mr. BT, Brandon Torres. Hey. hey. Uh, so I say let's just get into it. Uh, uh, so, we all, so we all agree that Adam Silver is, in fact, Slugworth, who is the villain from Willy Wonka, who actually was not a villain, so there was no villain. Willy Wonka was the villain. Willy Wonka is. He was luring children into his factory so that they could get lost. Yeah. Okay. And he's like, "Oh, don't worry. If I like you enough, I'm gonna give you the factory." That's weird. That's weird. But rest in peace, uh, the great late great uh, Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. Yeah, that's right. I was gonna say, can we say negative things about Gene Wilder though? I mean, I don't know. He did. He he did Blazing Saddles, bro. Yeah, man. Oh, that see, that is one that is an all-time... Suck it, cancel culture. Yeah, that is an all-time great movie. Um, in fact, you know me, any anything Mel Brooks put out, I just thought was fantastic. Robin Hood, Men in Tights, Blazing Saddles, Spaceballs. I still, like, hey, History of the World Part 1 that came out back in, like, 1984. Well, Hulu just released this year uh, History of the World Part 2. So, uh, oh, really? Yeah, and it's kind of like a mini series. Uh, I think I haven't watched it yet, but I know like there's a lot of A-listers. Uh, I don't know. That might have been that might have been pretty generous, but there's a lot of uh, known actors and well-known actors. actors. Yeah, A-list you to you and me. Yeah, yeah. That, in comparison, absolutely. We're not on a list. No. So well. Maybe on some government. Yeah, watch not that list. list not that list. Reason. Not that list. <laughs> uh, it's because you keep saying the things that they don't want you to say. Yeah, now they put you on things like no fly list. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, listen, brother, just because I think Alex Jones got it figured out, doesn't mean I'm joking. See that right there? People will take. That's gonna be it. That's the clip that's gonna get me canceled. It's gonna be me making fun of myself, making fun of Alex Jones. Well, yeah, after I put it on the internet. Yeah, well, it was like, uh, how did the, um, how the, the smut film of you and your wife get put out? Oh, that's terrible. How? Right. I mean, I did it. Yeah, it was I've me. been saying that from the beginning. Every single time, it's like, oh, yeah, there's uh, nobody was complicit in that at all whatsoever, even though you made yeah. millions and millions of dollars off of it. Yeah. Because mm. mm. there I'm have been a... There have been a lot of lesser people that have been exploited that didn't get a dime. So I'm yeah, just saying. Really, yeah. Celebrity stuff like that and everyone gets paid off of it. Yeah. I, I have a hard time you, feeling too bad about it. You know what it reminds me of? That episode of South Park with the smug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the smug cloud. It's George Clooney's acceptance speech. <laughs> it had its own smug cloud. That's yeah, they just—it's just pandering to themselves, you know, patting yeah. themselves on the back for what I'm doing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, but I mean, if it was a selfless act, you wouldn't be out for any glory, right? You don't—that you find we find out about it because we go and we discover it through research. We don't find out about it because you're out there talking about it, trying to draw attention. True that. Algorithms and whatnot. Well, that's how TikTok works, man. TikTok, brother. There's lots of cool things on TikTok, though. We have found lots of cool things on TikTok to talk about. So we could TikTok about it. Hey, oh, that was a dad joke, and it wasn't very good. So I'm leaving it. You're welcome. 
you almost have to, uh, especially with where we're going, uh, because a lot of uh, dads, millennial dads, will appreciate uh, the genius of Lil Wayne. Uh, but Wheezy baby. Yeah, Wheezy F baby. Um, he's Holly Grove's finest, okay? Uh, Absolutely. But- he is uh, incredible. He's just a, a lyrical genius because the way he can come up with things off the dome, uh, just out uh, of yeah. nowhere. And his way of creating beats, incredible. He is truly a legend to millennials and everyone, and that respects rap, I suppose. Yeah. So, but he's 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 catching a little little bit of flack. Really, I don't feel like he's catching that much, if you ask Not me. enough? Yeah, man, I, I don't feel like he's catching enough, and I'm a fan, and I don't think he's catching enough. Oh, now, I, here, I, if I recall correctly, when we did our top five artists, Wheezy Baby made it into your top five all time. Oh, yeah. And I, if I did redid the list today, he's still there. And but, he's still awesome. Yeah. But, but so, so check this out. Um, a few weeks back, Morgan Wallen is on tour, um, uh, you know, and he gets some doctor's note or something to give to, to put up on the board that pretty much says, hey, I'm Morgan Wallen and my only job is to sing. But now my voice hurts, which I he got because he got cause he got too drunk. The true story is, I believe that they found out that is the fact about is he got too drunk to perform, which, hey. I've hell I've been there. I've been yeah, I've been too drunk to do something before, man. I understand. And I hate it for those well, goers. I hope they got their refund. And well, that, I hate one, it that one they did. But see, he's he's not he's not touring right now. They put him on six weeks vocal rest. So six weeks. His tour just Oh, he canceled weeks. the whole tour after that. I imagine because well, I saw the, the storm well, that happened with the media. Right. Actually, though, they didn't cancel the tour. Instead, Kenny Chesney will be standing in for Morgan Wall. I was like, well, those are very different, but okay. Kenny Chesney? Yeah. Boom. What do we got? Like, that's like Wish Jimmy Buffett. Like, what are you talking about? That's pretty whack, man. I'm not, I mean, I'm not the biggest country music fan, and I'm not a country music snob by any means, but Kenny Chesney, Uh, the, the bald guy? Yeah. Yeah, he's like five three, bald. Yeah, yeah, he uh, likes to wear uh, capri pants and you know and, sandals, and those straw hats. Yeah, yeah, those shit. weird hats. Yeah, he yeah. was. He's still. He's still well. rocking. Yeah, man, still doing the same thing. I think. I, hell, I don't know. But um, that was anyway, thirty years ago. Yeah, for real. It's like I don't know who knows these things. That was twenty five years ago. Whenever, uh, I don't even know one of his songs. Anyway, that's not when the Carter was president. Yeah, that's right. DeCarter, Lil Wayne. What? What? I don't... Oh, that's... that's. Excuse me. That's next year. Next year. DeCarter 24. Anyway. No doubt. Uh, where were we there? Um, you were saying that Morgan Wallen caught a lot <laughs> yeah, of flack yeah. for canceling his concert. Yeah, yeah. so... He, and, and he did. And here's the deal. Rightfully so. In my opinion, rightfully so. Your job is to sing and entertain. That is the career path you chose. Now, look, if you lose your voice or something, I get it. Okay, that's I understand you're going to have a bad night. But look, I cannot stand the music of another country music star, uh, Luke Combs. Luke Combs sings what I call pandering country, 
where it's always like, uh, you know, I drink beer and, you know, hunt deer and, well, you know, the whole the whole thing. Throw in right? some toast and you got Nickelback. Yeah, that's right. Beans and toast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it. He, he's the Nickelback of country music. That's a good way of putting it. So, uh, but Ouch. even him, even him, he came out. There was a clip of him that went viral after all this Morgan Wall stuff of him coming out on stage saying, I'm so sorry, y'all. Uh, I've lost my voice. I'm sick. This, this, and this. And everyone, you could tell, like, you could feel it watching the video. Everyone's like, this dude's about to walk off the stage, and we're going to riot. And instead, he's like, so I'm going to reimburse y'all all y'all's money because you're not going to get the concert you deserve, but I'm going to put the best one on I can anyway. So he gives them all their money back and gives them a free concert. I mean, yeah, that's how you do it. That's, that's what you do, man. Because guess hey. what? You could sit there and sing like a toad the entire night, and every one of those people that were your fans are going to be like, even more so. They'll be like, oh, I was at that concert where he sang like a toad the whole night. I told you what happened at the Logic concert that got washed out. I got went to a Logic Wiz Khalifa concert, and I got to see the entire concert up until the main event, which was Logic. I mean, Wiz and Logic were co-headlining, and they've been switching off night after night who was the last at the show, ending the show. And this time it was logic going to be the one put uh, doing the show and a thunderstorm rolled through and they had to cancel the show before logic ever hit the stage. It was really a big bummer. Cause that was the whole reason I had gone. I mean, Wiz Khalifa was awesome, of course, but I mean, sure, yeah. the main reason I went to go was to see logic with my wife. But whenever we, uh, you know, filed a dispute about the fact that the can- concert got canceled. Apparently Logic and the people on the concert had made the decision already at the time that they were canceling, they would do full refund. So we essentially yeah. got, uh, you know, I took a day off of work to go hang out with my wife and watch a free Wiz Khalifa concert. I was say, and a free Wiz Khalifa concert. But that's how you handle that. Logic did it great. Luke Combs has done it right. I feel like Morgan Wallen mishandled it. Even if he does, even if everything's on the up and up and it's true, I feel like he's mishandled it. Um, and once again, circling, coming full circle, we'll call it, uh, Lil Wayne. It gets even worse, though, because at least Morgan Wallen has the uh, medical, you know, in quotation. Excuse, the, yeah, the yeah. medical excuse. Yeah, the medical excuse. Documented, documented medical excuse. Yeah, basically, your doctor wrote you a note for school, bro. Yeah. Um, but but get you, you know, out of school. Yeah, right. But whatever, he got it. Weezy just was like, y'all ain't vibing the way I want you to. So oh, straight man. up, straight up, he came out on a performance in Los Angeles. By the way, decked out in the most god awful Laker gear I've ever seen. I mean, yeah, I'm not a Laker fan, but it was head to toe. Mm. It was rough, and it's like you're. You're pandering to this crowd, but because the crowd was upset that they didn't really know any of the previous acts that came on before we, uh, Little Wayne, because yeah. they're new, they're newer. It's the new uh, Young Money, so it's a new lineup that's not as popular or familiar. So since they weren't singing along and reacting correctly, when Little Wayne came out to be the main event. He killed the show right then and there and said, no, I don't like the way you guys treated my main lineup. I'm out and called it quits right then and there. That's a problem. 30 minutes into the show. But here's the deal. Okay. So there's lots of arguments that we made. I'm going to talk about just like the baseline stuff. No. Yeah. But, but just that's wrong. You shouldn't do that. I, okay. But you have to understand there are times being an audience member 
that the vibe is weird and you're trying to like, I want to like go mega time right now, but like you can just feel it's like it, but, but it's just not where we, I don't know this guy. Yeah. I don't know this guy. Yeah. It's like this, I like, I like this, but I don't, I don't know this. So I've seen those opening acts are always hit and miss, you know? But yeah, yeah, tons of times they are, and and not just in hip hop shows, in rock shows, man. You can you get a bad opener, oh, god. Yeah, or you can have one like I had, where I went to a Taking Back Sunday and Coheed and Cambria concert, and the story so far, which is a you know very legendary pop punk band from like the underground, they were the opening act, which that's pretty pretty big deal, you know, to have a, a you know legendary group be your opening act that they're a lesser known band, but I thought it was great all around. Coheed came out, the guy with the hair, the whole thing. The guy from taking back Sunday looked like he was drunk off his ass. You know, everything was great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was a typical, uh, yeah. Rock show. Yeah. Typical rock show. Yeah. Good. The stuff. only thing is, is that I, I sprung for the extra ticket cost and it was the nice seats, you know, the seats where you get to sit close, but not in the mosh, but a little bit back, but it killed the vibe, man. I hated it. I hated it. I never again, am I not going unless I'm general admission or in the pit? Cause that's, that was, that was too much. I felt like I was like at a movie theater and it was just, it was whack. Oh yeah. No, I've never done that. I've always been general admission. I'm not a pit guy. I take things way too personally to get in a pit. What about when you were a young kid, though? Like, when you were in your yeah, teens? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm too old for the pit now. I'm an old man. I'm going in there. I'll die. <laughs> no, I, I got put in a mosh pit one time, and I got clocked so hard. I was like, this is fun? Like, yeah. I was like, no, it's not. So Slam dancing, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no no to that and i left so you know i took my ball and went home <laughs> anyway that's the last time he went to a billy joel concert <laughs> yeah man uh piano man broke out and he got wild Okay, so we're not we're not canceling Wheezy, but we're a little we're a little disappointed. I I'm disappointed in him for his decision on how he ended up, you know, compromising himself as a performer for the fans. However, I am proud of him for standing up for his opening act. I mean, it's to say one thing as your leader that, you know, he stands up for you regardless of the situation. He had your back. He went, he said, no, I'm not feeling this. Let's get in the van. Let's go to the next town. This, this place sucks. You people suck. But, and it's Los Angeles. So who's to say he wasn't wrong, but there's, (laughs) there's something to say that it was a, it was a little Wayne concert and yeah. The opening acts were just support. So the fact that they paid the money to come see him, hung around to see him, and then he just bailed, yeah. that kind of sucks. I, I, I agree with that, too, because you, you do have to think about the fan who – let's talk about the fan who wasn't vibing because he just straight up didn't feel any of the openers. Think yeah. about how frustrated he is, you know what I mean? And then it's like, finally, Wheezy, you're like, all right, cool. That's why I came here anyway. I stayed this whole time. Oh, you're mad and you're going to leave. I hate you. So that's how we're going to wrap up our uh, first live show, right? We're just going to get pissed off and storm off in the middle of recording. 
Oh my God. If they ever, like if any, listen, I'm just convinced that like eventually that when you and I become famous and like, and I truly believe I'm going to speak this into existence, brother. I truly believe it like Pentecostal, man. I'm going to talk it in there. Uh, I think we're going to be famous, but like, but pump your brakes. Like I think like Thailand famous, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like maybe, maybe South Korea famous. Um, and then we catch on somewhere. Yeah, we catch on somewhere in the, like, you know, uh, gosh, I can't think of it, like, uh, Eastern Europe, just some weird place, like, there's some guy, they can't understand a word we're saying, but they love us. Who's up show, number one new show, we love you, yes, (laughs) you know, yeah, and I'm gonna be like, all right, that's cool, man, they'll be like, come to our abandoned warehouse and have a uh, seminar, and I'll be like, seminar on what? (laughs) They're like, no, no, seminar, it's different, and I'm like, uh, never mind. Come drink with us. Yeah, yeah, and then we'll end up with like Burt Kreischer stories or something. Like, hey, he got that turned into a movie. Good on him. I, you know what? I, I we'll we'll circle back to that because I actually happened to see the movie poster for the machine today while I was at the movies for the first time in God knows how long since um, COVID. Yeah, uh, I've been one other time since COVID slash since 2015. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no, my wife and I went and watched uh, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, that was the event where you guys went into public for the first time. It's not out of any germ phobia. It's just the fact that you don't go out in public. (laughs) We're hermits. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, oh, you guys were worried about the If they ever put a movie theater anywhere like between here and there, like in somewhere like Fort Fort Chaffee area, never see you again. No, no, I will never darken the doorways of Fort Smith again. (laughs) <laughs> and people are like, why do you hate it so much? I'm like, because it's not my house. It's it's not the fact it's Fort Smith. It's anywhere that's not my house. I don't like it. I hear you. <laughs> um, I, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, but yeah, man, could you imagine? They they offer us like, hey, we're number one fans, man. Come over here, do a live show with us. I'll just be like, okay. And then that's exactly what I do. I'd pick a fight and then get mad and leave. I just like, but but here's the deal. You and I would have to like have the agreement that whenever I make a scene and storm off, you have to sit there and look completely lost. You have Deal. to sit and be like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't. <laughs> it's like he normally doesn't do this, guys. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't understand. He's never acted like this before. Uh, Is he so are you guys validate parking? <laughs> he said, "You get the ballet point. <laughs> They'll be like, "Yes." Uh, see, and and just like that, boom, the South Koreans aren't gonna hire us. <laughs> <laughs> the, the but the tie still might. We'll find out. We'll find out. I think we're gonna be, you know, somewhere Pan Pacific famous. You know. Okay, so I tell you what, since since we're done, we, we, uh, we've we've given our two cents on Lil Wayne. I will just circle back to uh, what we were talking about with the machine, right? With Burt Kreischer. Um, okay, so if uh, you're listening to this and you've never uh, watched a Netflix stand-up special called Burt Kreischer, the machine, you should do yourself a favor and watch it, especially. If it's a true like, story. Yeah, you know, in quotations, but either way. 
You should go watch his stand-up special. Burt Kreischer is a very, very funny man. I love a lot of the things. He's the comedian that doesn't wear a shirt no matter uh, where he's at. We'll call him slightly overweight, which I don't believe he actually is now. Uh, I think he's he's had a lot of he's had a lot of uh, weight loss uh, competitions with Rogan. Yeah, well, and uh, him and Tom Segura um, are good buddies. And Tom, like, I don't know, he he went from a chubby dude to not a chubby dude pretty, pretty rapidly, actually. Um, So, you know, maybe maybe. So you're saying there's a chance. Let me pump the brakes. I would say that honestly, it looks like Tom is losing his weight in a healthy way. <laughs> I'm not meaning he's like hitting that nose candy and he's losing weight. I I think dude looks like he's hitting the gym, man. I, I what do I know? But well, anyway, he's get, ah, yeah, it is good. what it is. Uh, getting back on subject though is uh, so if uh, if you haven't watched that, go check it out. You can get the little backstory on it. But they are turning it into a feature length film. And starring Burt Kreischer, Mark and, Hamill, uh, and Mark Hamill, yeah, yeah, Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker is in, is in this movie. Yeah, I mean, if, if nothing else, you've got the machine and Luke Skywalker, right? It's worth a watch to me. Plus, it's uh, if you know the story of the machine, and I don't want to ruin the story for our listeners, you should go right. seek it out and hear Bert tell the story. But basically, he tells the story of when he uh, flunked it or not. Well, he somehow passed Russian in what college? <laughs> yeah, and it was a college. Russian it was board. a college trip to Russia, and uh, the story itself is worth watching the movie and hearing the uh, stand-up. I, I tell you what, I'll give you his tagline, the way he opens his joke, because it doesn't ruin the way he is. He would ruin his joke. And he said, when I was 22 years old, I got involved with a Russian mafia. And that's how the whole story starts. And exactly. it's just, yeah, and it's it's hilarious. I'm not going to say it because that's Bert's story. And it's it's just, it's funny. Um, it's su- supposed, allegedly, allegedly, it's true. Um, yes, allegedly. Uh it's 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 a pretty. I don't care if it's true or not. It's an outstanding. It's a, it's story. A, exactly, and it's a funny premise for them to have turned into a full length movie. So I'm curious to see how the jokes are. But also, yeah. I want to see an adaptation of that story because that story I, I, is wild. <laughs> I do too. That's what and I, I, I imagine that the interaction with the guard is going to be in the movie because he he yeah. d- tells the story, so it's got to be in the movie. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's in the preview as well. I, I checked out a trailer for it, and the interaction with the uh, with the guard is, is it's in the movie. It's in the movie, so nice. Uh, yeah, that'll be cool to check out. Uh, yeah. Anyway, well, the reason I was getting to that though is I was at the movies, and uh, I so I took my daughter. She graduated kindergarten this morning. So congratulations! Yeah, yeah, my little girl, man. I uh, everyone was like, man. You probably gonna cry, and I like me. I'm yeah. I I was like yeah, definitely. I would assume <laughs> like yeah. My my if my kid walks up to me and I'm having too bad a day or too good a day or too too normal of a day, and they're like, hey dad, I love you, and I'm just like ah, oh, you know. I mean, I don't know. I'm 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 soft when it comes down to my kids, man. 
But they found um, they they found the soft spot. I know. I understand. My son's the same way. He's actually mess. When blowing up my phone here, he should be in bed. I don't know why he's sending me messages. But uh, yeah, he's sending me the same thing. I love you, Daddy. And then he sent me one that I got an eight in Flappy Bird. Beat that. Nice. Yeah. You're like, man, Flappy Bird. That that game's still around. Well, he has a link that he plays on his tablet that opens up to the Flappy Bird game, and it works just yeah. like a t- uh, app would yeah. tap. Yeah. So he he plays that, and then he sends it back to me, and then we just click on the link in the chat conversation, the text yeah. conversation, and we just play it back and forth and share our score. Nice. So he, he got eight. I got to beat eight. Nice. Nice. All right. So uh, I took Harley to see the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, I've been excited to see it because I, why wouldn't I? I, I played it's Mario, Mario bro. Yeah, I, I, say, I played Mario growing up, uh, still to this day. Like, don't get me wrong. I had the original, the Nintendo Entertainment Center. I had, uh, or system, excuse me, uh, with the OG Mario and Duck Hunt. And then, uh, my all time favorite Mario, I would say is probably Super Mario World from, uh, the Super Nintendo. Yeah, that one's great, isn't it? Yeah, um, no, yeah, I speed run that one all the time. I love going down and watching somebody watching me play it, and they're just blown away that I'm able to yeah. go all the way to the end of the game in like 35 minutes because I use the shortcut. But I mean, it's still to get there in 35 minutes. They're like, you just beat Bowser. It's like, yeah, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, man, I just I remember that game from growing up. But uh, anyway, so we watched this movie. And I've heard a lot of, like, there was, there was a little bit of flat going towards it. Like, you know, not, I don't think there was anything. I actually, there was, John Leguizamo tried to get upset about it. Um, and like everyone just told him to shut up. <laughs> so, well, his movie sucks so bad. I mean, what are you going to do? Rest in peace, Dennis Hopper for making a God awful movie. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was the, the story Bro, behind I, the super modern Mario brothers movie is outrageous. Like a guy who played Mario, uh, a, he's like an English actor. He's like a well-known English actor. And apparently he was so miserable and, and unhappy with all the rewrites and stuff that he was just trashed all the time on every recording. So <laughs> it's just, it's funny to think of the movie in that context and how very little it relates to actual super Mario brothers. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I would say, well, this one, on the other hand, because it was made by Illumination Studios, the the geniuses that brought us Minions. uh, Illuminati. Yeah. We'll circle back to that. This movie was great, Um, in in my opinion. You know, Rotten Tomatoes would probably argue, but we don't care about them anyway. But, man, like, you know, just, it, it was just like, it was another, okay, you remember how I described Top Gun Maverick? I enjoyed it because I didn't really have to, I, I didn't feel like when I left. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I was just like, wow, that was entertaining. That was fun, yeah. Well, that's how I felt today. And, dude, Jack Black is... Stills the movie? I heard he stills the movie as Bowser. He, bro, he is fantastic. He's fantastic. Chris Pratt as Mario, every, like, I know people are like, that's weird. I, I don't know. It just it was more. You, adjust, I don't, you, you adjust to it. Yeah, that doesn't really bother you. Uh, the one that kept getting me was Luigi is Charlie Day or Charlie. Because it's is Charlie. Because you hear the voice, it's Charlie. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, and all I can think about is horrible bosses when Jennifer Aniston's like messing with him. He's like, 
That's a you're a rapper. And it's all I can hear Luigi saying every time we talk. So, um, well, we know that after the name of this episode. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> yeah, so you're a So anyway, Charlie Day is Luigi's a little weird, um, <laughs> but the overall story was Mario. You know, it was Bowser's the bad guy who's trying to steal away Peach uh, and conquer the, all the all the worlds. You know, and so yeah, it's a the very, Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, the Mushroom Kingdom. He's already taken out. You know, the uh, the like the snow the one with the penguins. You know. He takes yeah. that out in the very beginning. So, I mean, you get a chance to see all the different little, like, Mario worlds and characters and all this kind of stuff. And it, it's just it, the way it's all put together to make their story work. Uh, and But they, they tie all kinds of aspects from, like, Mario Kart to Donkey Kong to, um, you know, okay, Mario Seth Brothers. Rogan is Donkey Kong. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong, and Donkey Kong does have Seth Rogen's laugh, and that's a little bit irritating. But you know, what are you gonna? I can't even. Oh, it's so. But anyway, other than that, it was really good. Um, I, I I don't think Seth Rogen ruined the movie. Help me so like let that. let me straight up ask it then: okay. Sonic the Hedgehog or Super Mario Brothers? Bro, I it's yeah, it's Super Mario all day, bro. Really, really, yeah, I really yeah. truly enjoyed the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I, so I, and I did too, man. I liked both of them, and I this this new Super Mario movie, man. It, bro, I'm 34 years old, and I was sitting there just smiling and just having a ball watching this movie. And I mean, it just it was it was good. It was re- like I said, man. You might watch it and be like that. Maybe, maybe that's what my wife and I should do this weekend for our anniversary. We should go see Super Mario yeah. Brothers. Yeah, man. Like I said, like don't go in expecting to be blown away with anything. Just go in there no, expecting have fun. to be Mario. Yeah, expect it to be a Mario trip out, and you're gonna have a good time. Yeah, I no, mean, I'm gonna go just... plan on going in there buying a you know some Mario swag, going in there and watching a Mario movie. I'm good. Yeah. That's it. You go in there expecting to watch a Mario movie, you're going to have a good time. I, I did. I and it, it and it's got to be better than the one that had uh, John Leguizamo in it where they had a, uh, you know... Dennis big, Hopper with big, a weird... <laughs> yeah, and a big-breasted uh, stripper was in there for some reason. I don't know. It was weird, man. That movie's hey, whack. You know, that, was, uh, that was to keep Dad interested in the movie. <laughs> the Goombas had little bitty heads. Yeah, yeah. It was such a weird movie. It was so weird. Oh, God. This one was good. It, and here's another thing, though. It wasn't live action. You know what I mean? It was animated. So you were seeing Mario. You're yeah, seeing throwing fireballs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're, so it was. You're not easy. still in, seeing uh, Bill Hopkins grab a. <laughs> Gosh, a bomb, a plastic toy, and throw it like it's supposed to be a real thing that blows up. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, the animation is beautiful. Um, like I said, story's good. I, I just, I had a ball. I had a good time. Uh, Harley had a good time. Jen even had a good time. 
Jen don't even like the movies and she had a good time. No, so. she's very critical about movies. I do remember that about Jen. Yeah, she's like, I'm like, you want to go to the movies? She's no, why? It's like to watch a movie. She's like, we can just wait till it comes out. I was like, well, I mean, that's that's very true. We could do that. And so that's just normally what we did. And then COVID happened and we could start watching new movies from home <laughs> legally. We didn't have to uh, get those pirated copies. Not that I would ever. Anyway, so we'll just move. Uh, we'll just kind of keep on trucking along. So anyway, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give you a solid eight out of 10 on Mario. Um, and honestly, the only reason I knocked two off is because it's a kid's movie and it's it's an animated movie, but I'm talking if I if I'm a kid, it's a ten out of ten. It was a fun movie. Yeah. I All right. Been. Well, fair enough. I, I I love the Mario franchise. I'm a huge yeah. fan. I mean, I've indoctrinated my son <laughs> with Sonic the Hedgehog and Super Mario. His room's decorated in it literally. So Not I nice. I gotta go. I gotta go see the movie as well. I think it might be a, a fun thing to do with the wife for our anniversary. Go have dinner. Watch that as the movie. Since it's lighthearted, not gonna make us all depressed like some psychological thrillers do. Yeah. Exactly. Like, The uh, Razorback baseball team has found themselves uh, in first place uh, in the West. We don't know how it happened, but it happened. We were plagued with injuries, and then everyone else was too, and we kept, you know, so, hey, look at us. Uh, so we're going to hopefully keep moving all the way to Omaha. We've got uh, two series left, I believe. So before we go into regionals, I mean. Well, do you know that uh, team has really become something special up there in Fayetteville? It's only a matter of time until they break through that glass ceiling and actually bring home a championship. Yeah, hopefully soon. Dave Van Horn has uh, built a built a, a, an incredible uh, program. Uh, just just got to get over the hump, though. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, Right now, he's still the guy who can't win the big one. And if you remember the last year when we talked about it, I said to you, is it time for us to ask that question? You said no. Right. I said I'm starting to, you know, have those conversations. So we will see what happens. We will. Um, yeah, because I, I, I don't I, – right now, I still don't know where I'm at on that. I just – that's a hard one. That's a hard one to ever like see. Like to that's a hard coach to let go. Uh, but but I do understand what you're saying. When it's like if you're not getting the job done, though, you know. Sometimes you need to usher in some change to grow. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, so anyway, there's there's just there's a lot of crazy things going on in basketball right now. Um, uh, not so much with the NBA. Um, is that still is is the are they still are they still playing shooty hoops? Yeah, there's four teams left. Yeah. Uh, does it, does anyone? Uh, okay, look. I understand the Lakers and Golden State, right? The Lakers and Golden State are, are matched up right no. now, right? No, no, they no. eliminated Golden State. Correct. Okay, and they're Lakers on to the the what the uh, gosh, I'm drawing a blank. It's Denver Suns. Nuggets. Oh. Yeah, the 
Suns have been eliminated too. Um, by the Nuggets. So yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Denver Nuggies. So Joker versus LeBron. LeBron. And and it's been quite the show so far, but I'm still leaning Nuggies. I still think they're gonna pull it out. I, I hope so. Uh, that's not really – I'm not a fan of Denver at all. I just don't – I cannot stand the Lakers. And then on the other side, we have the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat, and I'm still riding the Heat bandwagon yeah, for Jimmy I, Butler. Yeah, I, I would say I think Jimmy Buckets can get it done, man. I mean, is he is he still – is he is he back to – putting time in because I, I have not paid attention to the playoffs. Oh yeah, no, he's been in, he's been incredible. He's doing his thing where he's showing up. But I mean just in, in general, it's been a lot of inter, it's been entertaining to watch the the heat scrappy play to get them as far as they have. Cause you know they also have Noah Low- Lowry and you know yeah. the Bam Amabaya Adabaya how you say Adabayo. Ayobayu. Yeah he's Adabayo. <laughs> Adabayu. Yeah, yeah it he's is. a fan, fantastic center. Yeah. Um Okay, so uh, we got the draft coming up. We got the draft coming up. We got we got several Razorbacks that are going to be uh, in the NBA draft this year. In the, uh, is I don't think they call it a combine, but they have the. Uh, well, maybe it is the NBA. Yeah, combine. it's the NBA combine. Yeah, it's okay. the NBA draft combine. So, four Razorbacks were uh, given. Um, Invitation. It was Jordan Walsh, Anthony Black, Ricky Council, and Nick Smith Jr. Um, three of the four did what they were supposed to do, showed up, and showed out. Anthony Black has pretty well solidified himself as a first-round pick. Jordan Walsh showed up and showed out and has almost we're not going to say solidified because, we, but we are thinking like the general consensus is that Jordan Walsh could be a late first round pick. Oh, and if that's nice. the case, um, that kid's gone, you know, uh, he still has held on to his eligibility with Arkansas, but I, if he gets first round at all, he's out of here. And I would too. I mean, why wouldn't you 19 years old, go start making that money. Yeah. Might as well. I mean, you're not going to, at the moment, at least it doesn't feel like, uh, the University of Arkansas is going to necessarily be Duke, you know, where they're a factory for these players to come through and contend for a championship year after year. Instead, right. they're going to do what they do and try their best to, uh, you know, get developed, get some talent and get shown on a national level playing in the SEC. But I mean, I believe that if I were playing for Arkansas, I'd be a one and done. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think that I think especially now Arkansas is getting the reputation of being the place you go if you want to go to the next level. You know, yeah, over I mean, the past three years with Musselman, once you saw Moses Moody do a one and done, once you see us have three one and dones this year, Moses uh, has a ring. Yeah, <laughs> Moses got a ring, and he played a little bit that year too. He so. actually did. Yeah, he played in the finals. Yeah, he sure did. Um, but anyway, getting back to the combine. Uh, Anthony Black and Jordan Walsh did all right. Ricky Council held his own in there, looked good. Um, but I'll be damned. Nick Smith didn't show up. Now, here's the deal. I understand the arguments being made of like, well, you know, hey, if you know, if you already know you're a first rounder, you're gone in the first round, why, you know, hey, why mess up a good thing? I get it. But how do you know that? I mean, you didn't put any film up this year at all. 
nothing nothing that puts you out there to where you're a standout. No, I would think that your measurements from the combine and getting some video there would that's really it, be though. a I benefit mean, for the scouts. But that that's the whole thing, though, brother. Everyone goes. Everyone go. You go to. You just go get measured. Go go down there and get weighed and measured. Even if you're a lock, you go down there to get weighed and measured. I don't know. I, he's not, I don't think he's a lock, but I mean, some people have him projected as high as mid first round. Some have him go in, you know, early second round, but either way, whoever gets him going to have a good a heck of a talent player. I'm going to go ahead and go on record though. And I'm, 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 I'm going to be, I, I, I'm going to be toxic. Okay. It is what it is. I'm going to tell you this. I think that Nick Smith jr. Is a fraud. I think he's an absolute fraud, and I'll tell you why, okay? I could be dead wrong. I've been wrong at least once before, but the first time I've ever heard of this kid was going into his senior year of high school. He transferred from some school to North Little Rock, uh, and everyone was like, oh, man, he had this killer year at North Little Rock. He had a killer year at North Little Rock because he's playing with a seven-footer. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to take anything away. I'm not trying to say he's not a good ball player, but what I'm trying to say is like this dude. It, like the reputation that he has, there's no way he can live up to it. Is what no, I'm no, no. He never. He has. He is a fraud because he, he has, was he battling. In, he did. He has not tried to do anything to discredit what people are saying. Like, oh, he's this. He's that. Blah 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 blah. All he's done is fed into it, and he has not had to prove himself not once. He came in this year, and then we we dealt with right knee management. I don't I don't know what that is. I don't know what right knee management is. I, we call, we call that the Lonzo in Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we we dealt with that, and then when he comes back, everyone's like, "Oh, he's still dealing with that injury." I'm like, "He's moving fine. He's just not good." I mean, I'm sorry. I'm willing to say what what no one else is right. And so, you know, but there's so much hype around him that he can just coast, man. And that's what he did. And then he's like, yo, I ain't worried about it. I'm going to the NBA. I got an agent. I'm a lock. I'm in. And then they're like, oh, you need to come to the NBA combine. He's like, well, huh? Oh, man, I would. But, uh, well, let me say this. Don't you think that he knows that, too? Don't you think his agent knows that? Don't you think it benefits him to avoid yes. being? Yes, that's the point. Uh, to, uh, he wants to keep the mystery alive. Yes, because that's the, the mystery benefits him. That is the exact point that I am making. Yes, sir. I believe that wholeheartedly. I think at this point. It is as, bro, you know as well as I do, and I'm going to call out the NBA right now because nobody from the NBA is ever going to care that I'm doing that. And listen, it has nothing to do with playing basketball anymore. It has to do with marketability, okay? For some reason, the universe or the Twitterverse has decided that Nick Smith Jr. is incredibly marketable, and there's enough hype built around him that advertising alone will generate revenue. So you're going to put this kid on a team. That's what happens. And he's not good. I'm willing to tell you right now, I truly think Nick Smith Jr. is not good at basketball. I, at least, at least not, that's not fair. That's not fair. Hold I, on. Let me walk that back. Okay. He is not good enough to play in the NBA. He's so, not lottery projected pick worthy. Absolutely. Projected I, lottery pick worthy. So yeah. Let me say that correctly. Yeah. Like he, I think that he could play pro ball. I just don't think he's NBA ready. 
and I don't think he's going to be because I think that well, he's soft, and I think that people have pandered to him long enough. And I mean, the NBA is soft. not quite what it used to be. It's soft. Yeah. It's charming soft, bro. Yeah, it, it is, is. charming, charming soft, bro. Oh, you're right, dude. You're it's right. Tiki you're tech right. fouls and <laughs> flopping. Why the hell do you think they jack up the threes? It's because they're afraid to go in the paint because they yeah. don't want to get hurt. See, that's the whole thing, though. You know what? I made that exact same point you just made uh, the other day, and they were like, "What?" You know, it keeps on getting brought back to uh, the Great White Hope. You know, you got Larry Bird, and it was like Larry Luca. <laughs> no, the original. <laughs> oh, not the new one. <laughs> yeah, not the new White Hope. Um, that, that's our new Star Wars movie, the New White Hope. It, no one likes the title. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> uh, boo! He walked up. Okay. Here. Okay, good. So, um, you know, they'd be like, hey, Larry, why don't you dunk it? And he's like, because a dunk's not worth three points. Where now today, if you're like, Steph, man, you can shoot from anywhere. What motivated you to be able to do that? He's like, I don't want to get hit. Now, I'm sorry to make the Steph Curry thing, but he's the only one I can think of that can hit from just about anywhere. Yeah, but I mean, he's not as soft as all of them. He's not. He's pretty like, tough considering he doesn't do anything but jack up threes. Yeah, I would say he's actually extremely tough. He got punched in the mouth at a bar one night. That's the only way I know because, like, no one fouls him. He's, he's at half court, you know. Yeah, he draws the foul. I can't find what I was looking for. Never mind. Fair enough. So, so okay, but to see, that, that circles right back around to this, though. The NBA is so soft. You agree with this, right? I have been one of the people that have been banging this drum for years. Right. Uh, I grew up watching a television era where, where people would go into the paint <laughs> and they would get knocked down and they were lucky if they got called a foul. I mean, much less a technical foul or a flagrant foul of any sort, which well, I'm not saying that the league hasn't cracked down on that with just cause because people were doing some stuff with malice. But... I will say it has resulted into referees blowing whistles for everything and players now being afraid to initiate contact. And I feel like there's a lot of players in this league that they have the uh, skills and the the, you know, the fundamental skills based on their athleticism that they can do all kinds of incredible things that older generations couldn't do, but they're not nearly as gritty and tough. And there's something to say about grit. Yeah, right, because, like, you that's the whole thing. Like, uh, the NBA of yesteryear, you know, I mean, I, I don't know what it was like in the early 80s. I wasn't alive then, but I know what it was like in the 90s, and it was a tough place to play. You know, you were, there were, you were bloodied. You could be bloodied out on the floor, you know what I mean? Like, Dennis Rodman would do everything he could to take somebody's head off. Um, we, and, there's, there's so much video footage of him just, you know, being uh, such a pest, yeah. just trying to draw people's ire because he knew that they, they never got him. They always got the guy swinging at him. But you know, man, that was the whole thing. Like you got guys that were like, like Rodman is a, is a great example, but there were tons of guys, Isaiah Thomas, uh, um, honestly from, from, uh, Golly, why can I not think of that these days? Anyway, it doesn't matter. What I'm saying is this. You had all these guys that were like that, man. They were tough. They were willing to fight you. They were, dude, these dudes were gangsters. And they were posing as basketball players. That might have been how they get their money, but my gosh, these dudes were 
were just they were they were brutes, man. Even yeah, who was Thomas as small as he was, man, he beat that dog out of somebody. Who, who was it? I believe it was Michael Jordan famously told the story about gambling with uh, Xavier Maxwell and that he's yeah. legitimate crazy and he would he they believe that he may have killed someone because he's just that crazy. He's that guy. Yeah. Yeah, allegedly, 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 show, not, 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 like, like, yeah, this isn't, yeah, disclaimer, think, y'all. This yeah, is not I, saying this is fact, this is just a story, yeah, that's right, that's what we heard. Uh, but so you, you have those guys from back then where, where now today you got like Ja Morant, right? Who, you know, we all, we all know what's happened with him, you know, he's he kind of doing some showing out, he's like, what's popping slime, and I'm like. What? They like went to Crestwood High School, which is a private school. You know, they gave him the eight mile treatment. Uh, yeah. Put that TikTok video out where they did the eight mile thing. You know. Yeah, he went to, yeah. He went to a because private school. he went to he went to a private school. He grew up with both parents. He grew up in, yeah. for lack and of a better way of phrasing it, like a suburban white neighborhood. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. Dude grew up with a good life. That's yeah. what happened. He had a good life. And like, why are you ashamed of that? Why are you ashamed of having a good life, man? You don't it's, need, you don't he have doesn't, to live a, a shit existence to have some, some cred in the world, man. But so for yeah, some reason he wants it. He wants that type yeah. of credibility. And he came out and he apologized once before for the same actions. Yeah. And here's where I come on the subject. I don't, as a basketball player, I think that he is a, Part of his money that he makes it has to do with his public image, and it's not a good look for him right now. Yeah. He knows right. better. He already got caught with it once. They kind of slapped him on the wrist and let him go. This time, he's probably going to get a little bit more severe punishment for it. However, however, I will say this, that if this young man were wielding this gun in a responsible manner out hunting with someone, he had just bagged a bird or something, yeah. would people be acting the same way? If he was out holding a gun like that, no, they, they probably wouldn't. So it's also about how he's doing this. He's waving it around in videos, trying to look tough and right. that's never it, a good look. Especially like in, uh, here's the deal. You're in Tennessee, brother. People don't care. You got a gun. People care. Especially about what in Memphis. They all got guns. Yeah. Everyone's got a gun. It's Memphis dog. Everyone's got a gun, bro. Like that's just across the river from me. Everyone's got, everyone's got a gun. But, like, it's what you're doing is you're acting like a fool, man. No, I don't know. But even even though the old uh, round mound rebound has uh, uh, popped off about it, and he told uh, – let me see if I can find the quote. I think he sent it to me. Um, let's see here. Where was that? Did you not send that to me? I saw it right before we came on here, so I felt like I did, but I, maybe I didn't. Either way, it just basically... Oh, no, 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 we shared it. We shared it on the page. Ah, yeah, there we go. Hello. But uh, basically, Chuck just said, you're not a thug, you're not a, you know, you're not a criminal, you're not, you're not a, uh, whatever, a crook or whatever. And he's like, you're a ball player that gets paid $200 million to bounce a ball. It's like, so go be that. And I was like, yeah, you know what? That's not a... 
Yeah, you're not a thug. You're not a gangster. You're none of that. You're a basketball player that gets paid two hundred million dollars. What's funny is he actually got corrected. He's like, you get paid like uh, ten million dollars a year, and then Shaq was like, no, he gets paid two hundred million dollars. It's like you paid two hundred million dollars to you know shoot a basketball. How yeah. about you just be a basketball player? Yeah, that's and, right. And that's and that's where I come from as a grown ass man. You know, a uh, twenty two year old. BT might have come at this from a different perspective, had different opinions on it, might have been more outrageous. But as an older seasoned man that has kids, I now understand, you know, he's in a position with his popularity and his fame and his talent and his good looks, everything that he has going for him right now. He is so marketable that he could be someone that instills a lot of positive change, especially in the environments and the areas where his popularity is very large. And, I, you know, I'm dancing around it, but in those black urban communities where yeah. he is incredibly famous and popular and viewed as a role model, he could be doing yep. a lot of positive change. And instead, he's kind of perpetrating a stereotype. And that's just not a good look for him or anybody in his situation. No, no it's it, it's not. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good to stop beating up on John Moran. I, I hope the young man turns it around because I, I think he's a good ball player. I think that he has a lot of potential. But I mean, if he keeps, if he keeps acting a fool, he's going to end up doing something to mess up his career. I, I hope he doesn't. But you know, we'll see what happens. We'll no, that. I wish him nothing but the best because I truly feel like the kid is going to be the next generation of superstar in this league. I've compared yeah. him to, you know, some type of a hybrid between Allen Iverson and, uh, gosh, I can't remember the other point guard, but it was like Isaiah Thomas or someone like that. It was a pretty nice comparison that you and I had come up with in the yeah, past. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I got a lot of respect for him. I still think he can turn this around. I just hate that he made the same dumb ass yeah. decision. Yeah, it's just the same thing. And that that's, you know, like I said, we make it sound like it really frustrates us. It's not really that big of a deal for me, but it just seems like, bro. Nah, I don't care if he has a gun or not. I come up, I grew up in a generation where everybody has guns. Yeah. All right, so so I tell you what, so we can r- wrap this show. Uh, you had something you wanted to talk about with your NBA uh, conspiracy theory. I don't know, but I just, I want to hear, I want to hear what your theory is on this Spurs stuff. All right. So I was watching the lotto last night, the draft lottery, watching them do the ping pong balls, the whole thing. Cause you know, the bulls had a 1.8% chance of getting that number one draft pick. And 1.8% is the same percentage they had the year that they got Derek Rose. So yeah, okay. I, me being a conspiracy theorist, I'm like, if the bulls get this, wouldn't it just be fitting? It'd be a wonderful for them. Here it is laid up, wrapped up for them. But once I immediately realized as the picks are being dropped ball after ball after ball that it wasn't going to be Chicago, I'm like, okay, so it's going to be the Hornets. The Hornets tanked last year. They're going to get somebody to play with with uh, LaMelo, and they're going to, you know, they're going to get this guy, and it's going to be like a great one-two thing. Nope. Number one lotto go, number one draft pick goes to the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> What? What? Hmm. But this also happens to fall on a year where there is only one, only one projected player to be an overall number one draft pick. There's nobody else even in the conversation of the young man. And he is an incredible superstar from the country of France, Victor Wimbanyama. 
but Victor Benwanyama is the best basketball player in the world that doesn't play in the NBA. And it's like, hands down, this guy is incredible. He's got so all the intangibles and he is just killing it over in Europe right now. Now this guy is the next great French superstar and France is gushing over this guy. He's going to go international. He's going to make them millions and millions of dollars in tourist money because he's going to be an attraction. Who was the last great French basketball player that was a champion, was on all the Wheaties boxes, had all the endorsements and even, you know, rolled over into pop culture when he started dating celebrities in Hollywood. Uh, uh, that's right. Tony Parker, Tony friggin' Parker. Where did Tony Parker play? Was San Antonio. He played for the San Antonio Spurs. He is part of the reason why the San Antonio Spurs and Greg Popovich have as many championships as they do. Now on that same vein, do you know what the number one merch selling team is in the country of France, and I'll give you a hint. Number one, Chicago Bulls. That's just because Michael Jordan exists. That's yeah. never. That's not going to change for a while until MJ's legacy starts. You know, getting older and older. But yeah. you know who the number two top selling merchandise team is in the country of France? Well, I'll give you a hint. It's not the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, it's, God, not, it's not the Boston Celtics. Well, I'm assuming since we're talking Tony Parker, it's going to be the Spurs. It is the San Antonio. Is it Spurs. really the same? But in France, it's the San. In Antonio, France, it's the San Antonio Spurs. They love their Spurs. Like that Tony country Par- are but, huge. Yeah, Tony Parker played. It's for because them, so, yeah. Tony Parker played there, and Tony yeah. Parker is like the Michael Jordan of France. Yeah. So let's weave this all the way back. Where does it benefit this young man to go the most besides Chicago, obviously, because the Bulls? Where would yeah. it benefit him to go the most? out of any other team in the NBA, at least from a perspective of where his merchandise is going to do the best in his own home country. Okay, so we're saying San Antonio? San Antonio. So I I don't know how far this (laughs) can go back, but I I just find it odd that this young man didn't go to Charlotte, North Carolina and play for the Hornets. Uh, he's going to end up in San Antonio playing for Spurs, a team from Texas that, you know, doesn't necessarily equate NBA in most people's mind, but that's the way the ping pong balls go. Cause that's the luck of the, of the draw. You sound skeptical whenever you say things like luck, L- little, little bit, a <laughs> little bit. I think that I am one of the people that I think that the year, that Derrick Rose ended up in Chicago. That wasn't fate. That was intervention from Dan, uh, David Stern and the, the NBA did what they do. They make sure that LeBron James goes to the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers. They make yeah. it happen. So I feel like this is another one, you know, insert the X-Files music here. Yeah. This is another situation where it may not be as random as they want us to believe it is. Right. Right. What do you think? Well, I can say that I have not put near as much thought into this process as you have, but I can also say that, yeah, I can buy into this easily. And for the exact same reason, what we were talking about earlier with like Nick Smith jr. It's all about marketability, right? Well, this kid is a, is a, is obviously going to be an international superstar, right? 
well, where are you going to make the most money? What, uh, what franchise will benefit the most? All this kind of stuff. Oh yeah, man, the algorithm, you, you don't have to put, plug me into Facebook or Twitter to know, follow the money, brother, follow the money. And this kid going to San Antonio makes the NBA money. It makes the country of France money. It makes this kid money. Everyone's happy. Of course, I don't think it's random. Yeah, I think that's a perfect, uh, I mean, if that's a coincidence, sign me up. I want more of those kind. The coincidences I get is when I run into my ex-wife at a grocery store. That sucks. <laughs> that I want suck. $200 million. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't. Get at us, me undies. Balls in your court. <laughs> yeah. All right. Our balls are in your face. What? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it's late. <laughs> um, you got anything else? No, brother, that's it. Let's wrap this show up. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, if you stuck with us again, uh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, get us at us next week. Uh, same time, same place. All that good stuff. You got anything else? No, follow us on the socials, please, 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 please download the show and share it so other people can hear it. We're just only wanting to get bigger and bigger and bigger so we can continue to do better shows and we can do this more frequently and from, you know, better locations. So, yeah, exactly. So just please like and subscribe. All right, everybody. So once again, thanks for sticking with us from Donnie and myself, Marie. We bid you. Good night.